you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me here today, Connor DiBiase. Connor, welcome back. Good to be here. You know, Connor, it's kind of crazy because we've done so many of these podcasts together. Like, it's like, it's just so, like, natural for me just to say these words, like, welcome back it's crazy because we've done just so i mean i don't know the exact numbers but we've done so many together i just find that mind-blowing we've literally we've spent hours talking sports to each other i mean it's crazy to me it's wild um anyways today we're talking about the dallas mavericks it's just about the dallas mavericks i you know i'm trying to really do a better job of talking about not just football. I'm trying to, I mean, obviously we talk about other sports here, but I'm trying to really make an effort in 2023 to talk about basketball, talk about baseball, talk about hockey in the same way that we talk about football. Um, because listen, there's a lot of big sports out there and, you know, we want to cover them all. So that being said, um, Connor, obviously the Mavericks and Celtics played last night. Um, the Celtics absolutely demol- demolished them. Uh, what was your biggest takeaways from that game? Um, just overall. Yeah, I mean, looking at the Mavericks this game on a seven-game streak off of Luca's incredible play, uh, but Luca averaging a forty-point triple-double over like seven games—that is not going to work for the whole year, uh, and especially in this point where the the Mavericks are just absolutely battered by injuries, uh, especially to their defenders, uh, Josh Green, Durant, Smith. Um, Dwayne Smith, who I think is one of the best role players in the league, does his role so well as a three guy. Uh, and then Maxi Kleba, who has been a strong player for them, especially in last year's playoffs. Uh, but to kind of see, like, with these guys out and Luka not having too much help, Dinwiddie has his games, Christian Wood, for however long he's on the team, will have his games. Uh, but all in all, it's like Luca bust in the game where Luca, uh, what was up with him first came out to get his ankle wrapped and then came back in. He was like coughing a lot. Uh, Mavericks staff said he was like hitting the chest and, and couldn't breathe as well. Looked more like a, like a flu like cough because of how consistent it was. I don't know why he was out there uh, for so long. He still played 31 minutes. Uh, had a bad game, was pretty locked up defensively. But it, in games where, but even if he was healthier, there's probably not enough room for the Mavericks to find themselves wins 
unless he has like incredible games. Um, right. And, and it's one of these things where this team's not gonna. I mean, sure, you can have a crazy playoff run if Luca averages a forty-point triple double to the playoffs and guys hit their shots, but it's like this team doesn't feel good enough around him mm-hmm. uh, to, to do that. And his second star is what Christian Wood, um, who right now they're looking to trading if they can't find an extension with him, but he's maybe the worst defensive big in the league, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't help when. Dinwiddie and uh, Luka Doncic are bad perimeter defenders. That opens up them right now without Grant Finney's fifth or Josh Green. Uh, dribble penetration into the into the paint just absolutely demolishes the team. And you saw it with the Celtics. They dribble penetrated. They have four guys come in because they trust themselves. And then the ball just finds its way around. It's right, and then they kick it out. And then the Celtics, you know, the Celtics last night. I mean, listen, the Celtics have had a lot of trouble shooting the three ball recently. Last night they shot it much better, I would say. They were at 37% last night, which is much better than what they had been doing recently. So, I mean, looking at this game, like I watched I watched the first three quarters. I was watching that, like that intently, and then I was watching the fourth quarter was more of a formality. Like I had it on, but I wasn't like – I wasn't watching as closely because by the time the third quarter rolled – or came to an end, the game was pretty much over. Um, I mean, listen, the Celtics are a fantastic team in the NBA. But but I think for the Mavericks, I, again, the real concern lies in how much usage Luka Doncic has this season. Because it feels like for, for the Mavericks to be successful, as you said, Luka Doncic needs to have unreal numbers. Like, And, and it's just too much to expect out of any player right on a consistent basis what luca's doing in dallas is incredible the week he just had uh, when when uh um i forget what's the spurs coach name um yeah popovich he goes he goes listen we're luca's not getting 50 and then he and they puts up 51 like he had an incredible week he had an incredible stretch of games and no like luca's one of the best players in the nba like it's 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 you know it's it's obvious, but if you look at teams that are built really well, like you look at the Celtics, well, Jason Tatum's a star, but you have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, you have a lot of guys around him. Like Giannis, he has obviously Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton when he's healthy. Um, yeah, Like any, any of the top teams, they don't just have one guy who does it for them. They have a few different guys who they, you know, they, they have a shooter. They have a guy who's a good defender. And it just feels like the Mavericks are so reliant on, hey, Luca, you need to give us 50 tonight, otherwise we're going to lose. It's crazy. It, look, look at this win streak. They were in very close games all the way around. Teams they played. The Rockets, the Lakers, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Rockets. Are five, three Rockets, a Spurs, and a Lakers are five of the teams they played on this seven-game winning streak, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy how they got the Rockets that <laughs> that many times in a short span and they needed Luka to go have a 40 point triple double week to barely beat these teams right and, and not and by the way not to mention the game he had versus the Knicks where he dropped 60 yeah, right that game with, a, with one of the with I mean more of a Knicks choke than anything I, I, I mean definitely a Knicks choke but but I would say I mean I, I, the New York Knicks at that point, I think, 
they had their highest was a 91, 99.4% chance of victory with 44 seconds left in the game. And, I mean, the Knicks did blow that one, but I mean, that, that comeback right at the end of that game, I mean, they scoring, what was it? Nine points in like 30 seconds was ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy, Connor. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, and it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a win against the Timberwolves, so say that was a good win. Uh, obviously, the Timberwolves have some issues. DeAndre Russell has been terrible. Uh, Anthony Edwards has been good. Rudy Obey has been fine. But it, it just feels like that team, something's going on and something's going to happen. But uh, that's probably their best win. The next win was fine. The Knicks are, went from having a crazy like 10-game win streak, and now they want to, I don't know, after when they just beat the Spurs, but they had like a five-game losing streak in there. This team's a very hot and cold team. Right. But for a seven-game win streak, it wasn't that good of a win streak. Right. They were winning games, but it, it was it really wasn't like they weren't quality games, right? In terms yeah, of they were close games against bad teams where you needed your best player, one of the best players in the league, to put up one of the craziest weekly stat lines I've ever seen. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it, it absolutely correct and. I forget who T- on TNT said it last. I don't know if it was it was Charles Barkley or I don't remember who it was, but they made a very good point. Like, yeah, the Mavs are going to beat these bad teams. Like, they're going to beat the Rockets. They're going to beat the Knicks. Like, they're going to beat the bad teams for sure. But when it comes time to like, beat the better teams, when it comes time to, like, you know, win in the playoffs, the Mavs just don't have enough guys around Luka to do that. They just don't. I mean, you know, I don't know where they go from here. Like, Clearly, they need to make a move for a second guy because it's too much pressure on Luca to to have to play like forty plus minutes a game, and and like it's crazy what they're doing right now. I think there is a lot of uh, places that that might know the Mavs are looking. Uh, I think Zach Levine they're being talked about right now. Uh, as well as they like Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, they'll probably be in on some of these other guys, like a Bradley Beal. They might try to throw stuff at just get get him a second scoring option. Uh, and that allows the offense to open up so well because current scoring options, yeah, Christian Wood, he can't make his own game off the dribble. He is a spot up shooter or a, a, a paint player, really. He can't make his own shot. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is wildly inconsistent. He's great at making his own shot. Uh, right. I mean, uh, of course, Dinwiddie is, I mean, he's a fine player, but really at this point, it feels like he should be, a, uh, he's got a good three-point shot. It feels like he should be a backup ball handler uh, more than the starting shooting guard for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh Reggie Bullock is a good defender, but he's been kind of relegated out of his role that he had last year. Uh, and then uh, they just cut Kemba Walker, who's the bench point guard. Right. Uh, like they want to get Jim Hardy more minutes. He had a strong game. Uh, but without without Maxi Kleba, Dreamson Smith, uh, Josh Green, this team could fall. Uh, and, this t- and, and this is a really congested uh, Western Conference, where right now the Mavs are the four seed. But, I mean, two games back, you lose two games, other teams win a couple games, you're at the 10th seed, 9th seed, 10th seed, uh, with the Warriors just two games back from you at the 9th seed, uh, Jazz three games back from you at the 10th seed. That's not sustainable on a team that, if Luka misses any time, 
this team could drop so far in the standings that then it might like fall out of the fall out of the whole yeah playoffs. Playoff. I mean, it's crazy, <laughs> but crazy. you know, again, like. We talk about the Mavericks, and and you know the Mavericks are a fun team. Like I like, I again, I think that Luke is one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, you know, I, I would I say he's better than Tatum. No, I mean, listen, I think they're both very good players. I think they both have their strengths. Um, I think they both have their weaknesses for sure. Um, I think Luke is a better shooter than Tatum, but I think Tatum is a much better defender. Like it's it's they both have you know strengths and weaknesses. They're both very talented players, though. The, the difference is that Tatum has a has a real team around him. Like, while they haven't been playing as good recently, like the Celtics are nine, ten players deep on their team. Like, that's crazy, honestly. To have to have that many guys who you can like look at on the bench and say, Yeah, Blake Griffin's gonna get minutes tonight. Peyton Pritchard will get minutes tonight. Like, guys who are pretty solid NBA players, I mean, they're not getting minutes. Sue Cornette does not get that many minutes anymore because Robert Williams is back. And the difference is with the Mavericks, again, there's so much pressure on Luka to, like, get it done. It's 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 wild what, what they need out of him to beat teams. Again, last night he didn't have a bad night. He put up 23 points. Like, that's a solid night, right, for, for a lot of guys. And and the, the Mavericks lost by 30, Connor. I mean, it, it wasn't even close. Um. And, and yeah. so to me, you know, the, the biggest solution or, you know, I don't know what the specific solution for the Mavericks is, but they need to change it up. They need to get him some help because again, in the playoffs, I mean, okay, sure. Luca will maybe win, maybe win, when you one or two games, right. Just because he's Luca and he'll just go off. Like it happened last year, right. Against the Suns, I believe, right. Where the Mavericks had a couple really good games and they won the series, right. That happens. But I think to win consistently in the playoffs, the Mavericks are just not that team. They they just don't do it for me, and and I think that's always been my criticism with them. Um, you know, Connor, what what's your thoughts on you know uh, their playoff you know expectations or maybe realities this season, and then coaching for them? I mean, it's tough. Look at this team; they made the conference finals, and then they traded for second quote-unquote star uh, for basically nothing. They got Christian Wood for basically nothing. Uh, and for them to seem like they're, they're less improved or not as improved a team with that, um, and they made a big signing for their starting center in free agency too, they gave Jamal McGee like $8 million per season uh, just to not play him. And you expect their young guys to get better years with Luka to take a bit of a jump. Uh, it feels like if this team... Might fall out of playoff standings. Might fall out of um, not making. I mean, even a first round exit is not good for this team. This team that made it to the conference finals last year, uh, and, and that's when we you saw the the Warriors kind of the consistent thing they've done against small ball teams is just force turnovers. Uh, it's what they've done for five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can see the faulties in this Mavericks team. And then they said, hey, we lost that because of uh, not having real bigs because, I mean, Warriors are the best team against small ball ever. Uh, so what happened was they went and they traded for Christian when they signed Jamal McGee. Uh, 
So they, so there is a commitment to win right now. They, they obviously you're keeping Luca for as long as possible. Uh, Mike Cuban said he'd rather trade his wife than trade Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, changes have to be made if you don't get a, at least a conference finals result. I think Jason Kidd is definitely uh, a questionable uh, candidate uh, in terms of coaching. Uh, uh, I would be shocked if he doesn't get fired unless they make a conference finals again. Uh, though you're looking at someone like that. I mean, Jason Kidd's a big part of Giannis's development and some of these players are fairly good developmental coach, but do you want them as a team that's trying to co- compete or do you want him to go coach a rebuilding team and maybe build up some of those players? Mm-hmm. Um, does Giannis ever take the jump he took over one off season without Jason Kidd there? Who knows? Uh, I don't think he's a very good coach in terms of how game voices and adjustments and everything. It feels like he doesn't really make those. Uh, and, but this is a team that they've got to have some conversations, maybe at the trade deadline, uh, maybe in the offseason about where they want to go. Uh, to commit everything into building around Luka now? Um, or do you kind of just try to try to slowly build around him? Uh, and, and you're looking at like Christian Wood has been good as a starter uh, next to Lucas so far, but it's also beating up on pretty bad teams. So I, it'll be interesting to see where they go with everything. I think moves have to be made at the deadline to push this team at least into a solid playoff contention spot. Right. I mean, I, again, I think that it's kind of one of those questions where, you know, Luca's obviously a very talented player. And Christian Wood last night did not have a night that you, again, would want to have out of your, you know, second best player. I mean, he was, he had 12 points. He was five for 12 shooting. Like, he just, he, he didn't have, he didn't have a good night. Like, let's be honest. Um, not that Luca again, had a great night, but Luca was certainly better. But, I mean, I think it's the same problems always for the Mavericks. And, you know, I agree with you. I don't think their coaching is um, – Jason Kidd is not one of the better coaches in the league. And I think that coaching definitely matters. I would like to see them, you know, obviously change that up next season. I think that there are coaches who could have more success with this team. But for me, I think, again, kind of the the – the problem lies in, okay, but who are you surrounding Luca with? Like Tim Hardaway, as we've already talked about, is wildly inconsistent. Like he'll have some great games, but he's also going to have some stinkers. Like it's just like he was two for 11 last night shooting. I mean, that's horrendous, right? Spencer Dinwiddie was good. Um, and then, you know, Powell, McGee, Bertanza. I mean, they didn't play that many minutes. And and obviously. Um, Powell looked good in this mess. He, this is his, I think, first game back. Yeah. Since his injury, uh, he was a starter for most of the season. It'd be interesting if he goes back to that, but he gave them some. He's also a pending. Yeah, I mean, he, well, listen, he was five for six shooting. He had five offensive boards, which is which is very solid in seventeen minutes off the bench. I think for me, the question I agree with you. You know, wh- wh- do you go all in on Luca or do you build around him? Because you know, it, it's a tough question because I, I he's such a big player. He's a huge name. Um, he's obviously having a fantastic season right now. We definitely in the MVP conversation for many, he's obviously averaging 34 points a game, which is the highest in the NBA this season. Um, 
you know, who knows what will happen, you know, throughout the season. Maybe he will win it. Maybe he won't. But it's one of those questions, like, if he's having an MVP caliber season, whether he wins it or not, like, do you just go all in on him this year and say, listen, we're, how many years do we have Luca being the best player, one of the best players in the NBA, right? And, you know, I, I mean, again, I think that if it's me, Connor, if it's me, like, I, I'm making a move. He's having a fantastic season. Like, you, you have to do something. You can't just keep, like, letting Luca's incredible career already, like, kind of i don't want to say go to waste but like just just not capitalize on it almost i'm kind of just looking up in, uh, on fans so that's what i typically do to see what kind of teams make proposals and i i mean there's some stuff here uh but i'm not seeing too much i love there was like i mean really what they're going to try to do uh is trade davis Breton's contract a first round pick and try to get an upgrade is my expectation uh the first round pick both to get off the contract and to get the player uh, I don't think that gets you Bojan Bogdanovic. Maybe if you throw a young player uh, in there with him. Uh, or, I mean, do you want to give up Hardy for that? Do you want to give up Josh Green for that? There's kind of potential uh, mm-hmm. for a Bojan trade uh, or two firsts, I guess. Um, I think the Bulls stars are definitely an option. Uh, I think I, I just saw one where they trade away Dorian Smith. I don't think that happens. They just extended him. Uh, wanted to get multiple role players to help out. I mean, there's there's not too much I'm seeing here. The Raptors guys, they could all go after. I don't know how you necessarily just completely upgrade this team in the the trade deadline and how much you can upgrade it. I think small trades could work. Maybe you trade uh, Davis Bertans, a young player, and a pick and end up going to get Jakob Podol and Josh Richardson, and then you have two starting caliber players, but I'm not sure how much you can upgrade this team into a contender. Yeah, how, I, I guess my question to you would be, like, how much would you do this season? Are you, if you were the GM of the Mavericks, would you make a, a big move? Would you try to go all in, or would you say, listen, like, let's just build around them, let's play for next season in terms of building? I'd make a trade. You have expired deals. Christian Wood, Dwayne Finney-Smith, sorry, not Dwayne Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, I think Reggie Bullock. You have expiring contracts. Who knows if you can sign it back? Who knows how much money Christian Wood will want? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, has an option. There's a lot to, to kind of kind of wait on it and see what happens with. But I think I'd, I have to really try to make a move here. Uh, and, and whether it is trading Christian Wood for someone under contract or trading Dwight Powell for someone under contract, yes, you could just do that. Uh, on the other side, do I want to get an upgrade player? Do I want to commit to Jakopono, who could walk? Josh Richardson could walk and try to go for the year? Am I looking for better guys uh, right. that, that are starters to stick? Now, let me ask you. Um, obviously, again, we've been talking about the Mavericks this whole episode. Who is their biggest competition in the West this season? Like, I mean... Who do you think – and, again, I know that, like, there are other teams out there that can beat them for sure, but but who are you looking at out of the teams that the Mavericks are, are really going to have a tough time beating in the playoffs? Uh, I think the West is weak in a lot of ways. I think uh, – I mean, 
I don't know if this team beats the Nuggets in a seven-game series. Just the overwhelming talent on that team. Grizzlies. You, you just look at teams that are deep. And, and you look at the Mavericks and say, hey, this team is going to murder us in the non-Luka minutes. Uh, and could he ever go above that? So Pelicans, too deep for this team. Too many good players. Uh, Maybe even the Clippers might be too deep for this team, even though Lucas had his great success against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a it's a hard argument for me to think they can make it back to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm just looking at Lucas, kind of his his uh, statistics here from five thirty eight. I mean, his usage rate, Connor, is thirty eight percent. That's ridiculous. I mean, it, he touches the ball so much; it's crazy. And you're right about that. When you say his not when when the Mavericks have non-Luca minutes, it's like, how do you even get from how do you even get from when Luca's on the court to when he's off the court? It's so. I think you you have a a, a decent. I mean, a lot of these studies could make up a, a deal. like Dinwiddie could be a bench point guard and do pretty well in that role with his three point shooting this year. But you don't have enough talent up top that you can relegate him to that role. It's making too much that you can relegate him to that role. So now he's an off-the-ball player, which, I mean, he's kind of worked in it in terms of his shooting, but it's not where he wants to be. You see him excel when Luca's out of the game, when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, early on in the season when he was coming off the bench, he saw him put up some dirty pieces with good assist numbers. And, and ever since he's been kind of shifting the starting lineup in the second half, um, of the, I guess, the second quarter of the season, um, his scoring numbers may have gone up, but his overall impact feels like it got, it's gone down. And then also you have bad uh, defense with the men and Luca and Tim Hardaway all starting. I mean, that's abysmal defensively. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't know what you do with him. Uh, he can put up 30, but most games he's going to put up not great numbers on not great shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's tough to tell. Christian Wood's a good player, but if you can't extend him, uh, then if he's asking for if he's asking for twenty mil a season or whatever, you're going to give it to him. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Mavericks certainly have a lot of questions, and, and and they've always been kind of a confusing franchise for me, just kind of the moves that they make and stuff like that. Because you know they have some of the best players, but at the same time, Connor, it's like wow, like. I mean, shouldn't this team be like a little bit, a little bit have a little bit more success? Don't you think? And and you know, I mean, <laughs> they it just sometimes they don't, right? And I don't, I'm not uh quite sure why. Well, I am. I I think I know why, but I don't know why they don't try to change that. I guess is a better reasoning. I mean, again, you have such a talented player in Luca. Like you look at all these franchises in the past with like incredibly talented players, Connor. The ones that are successful overall are the ones that surround him with good players. Like Tatum, obviously, has guys around him. Steph has guys around him. LeBron, Durant. Like, they all have guys around them who are stars. And, you know, you look at the success that they, these guys have had in their career, like winning championships, like stuff like that is just, you know, what they do. And you look at Giannis as well, like same thing. Um, and I just think that – the Mavericks would be silly to not do something like that because I think that's how you – I mean, if you get Luka to the playoffs with a solid team around him, like he's going to win you two games in a series just by himself. 
like, he, it's just what he's going to do. He's going to get you 40 points probably twice in a series. And that's pretty much going to win you two games. So you literally need to find a couple other guys to win you, like, a, help you win a couple other games. I think you're set. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. And, I mean, you need to have confidence when Luca is not playing. Right. Um, he, and, and you can't expect him to play every game. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the best body type. He right. clearly has had issues with injury. And, and he was like, most players in the league would not have played, like, after coughing nearly every second, uh, let they, most players would not be playing through what he did last night for most of that game. Uh, and it only had to get to a point where he's blown out for Jason Kidd to pull him out and say, like, hey, we can't come back into this. Uh, when they know they can't even come close to competing if he's if it's not out there, mm-hmm. uh, and while I think, hey, maybe just accept the loss, take him out. I mean, that's what the Clippers did last night at like halftime because they had a back to back and they wanted quite to play the back to back. If you're the Mavericks, you're going into a, a pretty congested scheduling thing coming up. Uh, you have back to back coming up uh, in your next two games: uh, Saturday, Sunday. One of them being the Pelicans. And you got Clippers, Lakers, and back-to-back with the Trailblazers. You have a lot of congestion in your upcoming games. Uh, and I think it's all right to accept a loss sometimes. If Luka can't be healthy for the next set of games, I don't know how bad that, that injury I mean, they're probably lo- they're probably losing five or six of those games at least, you know, uh, like – and maybe. And maybe you bench him for the Pelicans game so we can hopefully play and win the back-to-back. Against the I mean, you're not win- you're not winning the Pelicans uh, game anyways, right? Like it's just not no, going to happen. No, Pelicans are pretty pretty injured right now. I, I expect Dallas have a pretty solid hold on that. I mean, no Brandon Ingram, no Zion Williamson. That's your two best players out for the mm-hmm. Pels. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the Mavericks end up doing, Connor. Thank you for joining us here today on another episode. Basketball was the topic, and basketball what was is what was talked about. Thank you for joining us here, Connor. I mean, the most loyal guest on the Master Plan. And, uh, Can we just uh, give a shout-out to Brad Stevens, first trade of the season? Shout-out to Noah Vonley. Good Sign luck, Noah. Yep. Sign back with me. We need you. All right. Anyways, thank you all for listening to another episode. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.